are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Zesty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Zoe Pod. In this episode, we're joined once again by Roji, um, um, like ultimate YouTuber, um, NBA analysis breakdown kind of guy. Um, Armchair draft analyst. Now you can add that in there. I guess, too. yeah, in, insane draft analytic analytic skills. Arm- as, armchair, sorry? armchair. <laughs> yeah, armchair draft analyst. Uh, okay, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so welcome back, man. Thanks for coming back on again. Thanks, 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 thanks for having me. Um, uh, you know, if we do one more, it's a three-peat, but uh, I can't promise that. But yeah, for now, it's a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we could first talk about some NBA stuff again, um, especially last night. I guess the biggest thing that happened is the NBA Finals. And yeah, the, the Phoenix Suns, kind of a convincing victory against the Bucks. Um, like, how, how do you think this, like... What's your thoughts on the series so far, and how do you think it'll go over the next few games? Honestly, like my gut feeling is telling me this is the one series that's gonna be like, um, where like the early games like actually matter. Like I feel like the the games earlier in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, you can't really tell much from the early games, right? Because either someone goes down or um, adjustments or something. But since like Budenholzer is like a bit slow with his adjustments. Um, I think these games are pretty telling. You might might see similar stuff happening in game two. But I don't think the Bucks are out of it by any means. But um, I, I, I kind of want the Suns to win, so I'm a bit biased. But I think the Suns win in like six or seven. It's, it's going to be pretty close. I see. Yeah, dude, I'm like, do you think Giannis, like him playing yesterday, like do you think it was beneficial or do you think he should have like rested another few days for game two? Like... Uh, I'm not, I'm not a medical expert, but I think maybe like he could play on like a minutes restriction. Yeah, he was kind of like he was he playing like the first half. He wasn't playing as much as Chris or Drew last night. Yeah, because he think he was fine in the first half, and then once he was like starting to run out of gas, I guess mm-hmm. the injury showed itself more. But um, also another thing too is compared to like other players, I think Giannis is the type to be affected by injury more, just because his game is all athleticism, right? Like if yeah. Kevin Durant gets injured. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to like exclusively like drive to the rim or you know take 200 strides in transition and you know block like LeBron, right? Um, Kevin Durant can just take those tough strides. And, yeah, he might not be like you know 100% of Kevin Durant, but he'll still be like a, a positive, a very positive you know all star type player. But for Giannis, um, any kind of hitch in his jump or stride is gonna be noticeable. I think that's why he kind of didn't do as much in the second half. But I think if they if they if they, uh, if they just play them on like a minutes restriction, I think they should be good. But um, maybe spread their minutes out more because I noticed that he's like heavily concentrated in the first half, and then the second half is like just not as much. Or like maybe Giannis wasn't getting as many touches. That could also be another thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think like what do you think of the game? Yeah, I think I mentioned this. I actually made a made another podcast episode like earlier this morning, and yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, I I think that it'll be a sun sweep actually if Giannis continues playing. Like, like I I kind of enjoyed watching the Bucks during games um like five and six against the Hawks where there's like no Giannis and like the other star players and upper tier role players like Brook Lopez they're able to step up. Like, I I feel like that's like a kind of more traditional balanced lineup compared to having Giannis there where things are a bit more unpredictable since you have like two seven seven footers 
run the floor and then yeah like i think i, I know i said uh sons in six or seven but i think that's if Giannis like gets more healthy like a lot as mm-hmm. the series progresses there's also a chance it just doesn't happen because that injury was like that's not an injury like i know there's no structural damage but that's an injury like you can't really shake that off like bending your knee backwards you know what i mean like, it's not like it's an ankle yeah. sprain or something yeah but um yeah, for as someone who wants the Suns to win, I hope it's a sweep. As a basketball fan, probably not. But at the same time, I feel like um, the well, I don't want to talk spend too long on this since you you just mentioned you you covered this in an earlier broadcast, right? So I don't want too much overlap. But I feel like this is a series where Boone is going to get tested. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the series in the past he made adjustments because like he had to, right? Like example, like in the Brooklyn series, Kyrie went down. Um, like no matter what you do, you're gonna have to adjust because a completely different player is on the court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for like the Hawks, same thing. Like your best player is down. Like you got to do something different. There's no cho- choice. Mm-hmm. But here, here's where like, we're actually gonna see. Like, like I think Budenholz is definitely improved as a coach. We're gonna see has he taken the step to like, you know, Eric Spoelstra or Nick Nurse type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're gonna find that out. Uh, I'm thinking like he maybe he took a stride, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, honestly, that's kind of what I'm predicting, but I don't know. Budenholzer's kind of been surprising this whole playoffs, so I wouldn't be surprised if it is the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, do you think anyone on the Bucks needs to step up? Step up in particular? Yeah, I think I think Drew Holiday. Um, I think like if see, I like what they're doing in the first half, but if Giannis is really like on this minutes restriction, um. Drew's going to have to get more touches and make the most of them. That way they can spread Giannis's touches throughout like the entirety of the game and not just two quarters, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's got to be Drew Holiday. And I think Chris Middleton's like fine. Like, you know, when he misses, just keep shooting. Eventually, he'll start going in. But I think Drew Holiday, you know, this is the guy they traded for. Um, this, is, this is his moment, right? I think he got the skill set to do it, too. And also lockdown like mm-hmm. CP or Booker, too. That's also an important part. Yeah, um... I guess speaking of CP3, like, do you expect him to be, I guess, carrying the game every time? Since I guess Booker might be a bit nervous yesterday, didn't shoot that well. Like CP3 was like um, too good, <laughs> just carried the game. Yeah, I think CP is also like he's also like the most fresh out of all the players because he's been sitting a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Well, not a lot, but relatively a lot. Um, so he he sat through um, you know, he had the stinger, and the thing with the stinger injury is it's not gonna make you like. It's not like a fatigue or a leg type injury, right? Where it's gonna affect like your running stride. Mm-hmm. Um, like once it's gone, you know, you're a lot more set in comparison to other injuries. And a similar thing with like, you know, when he got COVID, right? Um, he seems stamina wise to be fine. So uh, we can assume that wasn't as much of an issue. Also, he's double vaccinated, so he probably doesn't isn't as affected as you know, um, others would be. So yeah. I think yeah, I think CP is gonna definitely gonna show his worth. Um, I think Denberger should be fine though. I think just uh. Might just be like first game jitters, you know. I mean, like in the first game of the Raptors finals, Siakam scored more than Kawhi, right? So yeah, true. <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope the Suns win it out. Um, I think they're also the better team. Um, the Bucks are also a good matchup, so but we're just gonna have to wait and see. Who do you think will get Finals MVP? Uh, I just think like even if Booker plays like five percent better than Chris Paul, they're gonna give it to Chris Paul. Yeah, just because. You know I mean? Yeah, because his legacy and everything leading up to this point. Yeah, and also, I think they're also going to look... I know you're not supposed to do this in the voting, but they're also going to look at, like, the whole uh, playoffs entirely, right? Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the Lakers, it looked like it was over, then he came back, and they actually had a chance. I know Anthony Davis went down, but I think it was also a game where they just straight up won uh, with everyone being healthy. 
So like that, and then um, CP, you know, game six, 41 points, game one, I'm just setting the tone. Like unless Booker just like completely nuke CP, I'm pretty sure this CP's gonna get the final MVP. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it by any means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I guess in ter- I guess we didn't really talk about the other teams. I guess in terms of conference finals, like the Hawks losing to Milwaukee without um, Giannis in the last two games. Like, do you think, like in terms of the off season, like. Like, how do you feel about the Hawks? Like, I think they have one of the hardest off seasons in the whole NBA, to be honest. I think yeah. the reason why is because uh, they have a really deep roster. Yeah, but a lot of their depthness comes deep depth. Yeah, depth. That's the word. Uh, comes from the fact that a lot of their guys are on rookie scale contracts, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to make the John's Collins decisions uh, this term or this year. And immediately after the next year following, you got to think about Kevin Herter and also Trey Young. You're obviously going to max him, but um, you know, Kevin Herter. Then uh, who else is? Uh, why am I tripping on this? Oh, DeAndre Hunter. Um, maybe even Cam Reddish. Like in the next two three years, like you know, even if they get through this offseason, I mean, obviously they're going to get through this offseason, but just offseason and the next two are all just going to be like a bunch of tough decisions for the Hawks. And honestly, like. I can try to make my suggestion. Um, honestly, I have no idea what they should do, to be honest. I, I could guess, you know, I can make a suggestion. I think, like, um, don't overpay Collins. Right? I know that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But um, you, know, you have a very good center in Clint Capella, right? I know John Collins, like, they will be a different player than Clint Capella. But, you know, if you max him or something, um, that might prevent you from, you know, bringing back that depth in the offseason's prior. So, um, I also think John Collins' stock shouldn't be crazy high. Like I know they just made it pretty far, but I think it was a lot of the like, trade and like um, depth related. Not and Collins played well. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. the trade was like you know the driving force behind the whole team, right? So I don't want to be in that position to be honest. I'm very happy I'm not that Atlanta Hawks front office right now. Yeah, like do you think they'll ever contend this far? Like like be finals contenders again or? Like it's a lot of injuries uh, happen in the East, so that might be a factor why. But like, do you think like? I think it depends. I think it depends how Hunter and Reddish had developed, and also on Yeka Kongu because Yeka Kongu at this point is looking like a better prospect than James Wiseman, which as a Warriors fan kind of hurts me. But mm-hmm. um, he's like pretty switch. He's, he has some switching ability. He can defend on the perimeter, and um, one of the Atlanta's biggest weaknesses before the season was defense, right? So yeah. They can patch that up and have Trey, you know, uh, patch up his shot selection a bit and maybe make like a D. You, got, you got to probably need a free agent signing. Yeah, they got a chance. Maybe not like immediately next year, but you know, it all really takes is like one offseason and DeAndre Hunter just nuking threes and just looking completely healthy. And then, you know, team situation looks completely different. And also, that Bogdan Bogdanovich signing is looking like genius right now. Yeah, his, like he, his, he did really well in many games when the other players were having off nights yeah uh you know honestly i, I was starting to think like if the bucks just got him like i think they'd be unstoppable to be honest damn yeah it's crazy Apart from like the nets mm-hmm. but yeah i didn't realize boogie was as good uh, Wait, i didn't did, watch him that much did he used to play on the nets so a bogdan oh i think it's some other bogdan guy never mind oh maybe boyan yeah boyan <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I was getting, I, I was getting confused. He also played like pretty similar play styles too. 
So which yeah. also makes it even harder. And also, I think they literally have the same color hair and the same head shape. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're also on similar contracts. But um, but yeah, that's just pretty. Yeah, honestly, um, yeah, happy for Bogdanovich. I pretty much proven his worth. And yeah, I think the Bucks and by the way, the Hawks should be good. And I guess the other Eastern Conference, no, the Western Conference final team, which got eliminated, was the Clippers. And honestly, man, like you can't really ask much. You know, they got some development out of their rookies. Uh, Reggie Jackson is looking pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it's successful playoffs. Obviously, you want to win, but you got this far, and you weren't you weren't even supposed to make it past the second round. Some some guys would even say the first round. <laughs> so, yeah, true. I'd say it's pretty successful. Um, do you think? Um, oops, I guess. Bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, what did you say? Yeah, do you yeah, think like to... Reggie Jackson will will leave the Clippers? I think this day, he um just because like you know he's been improving so much since he got there, and I feel like if you're you know if you're a wise player, not a wise player, but if you like you could tell you feel some kind of way about the team, and also like if you're getting better like every year there, why would you leave, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they might not be able to afford him though, which is another problem. But do you think that they can trade yeah, for Lowry? Like that, honestly, could to be honest at this point, but it's all because like Lowry has to want to go there, right? Mm-hmm, so, right. like, if we're doing a sign trade, right? It's the Clippers. Um, best for getting back is probably like sign trade back of Reggie Jackson, or you know, and probably not Rondo, but maybe like Batum or was Canard, but we probably don't want Canard. No, I think I like Gunnar though, but I think the Raptors cap, they probably yeah. don't want him because of Sally's cap. But yeah, I think Larry, I honestly have no idea what he's doing. I can see him coming back. I can see him going to Heat. I can see him maybe even Dallas if Dallas like throws a mega bag at him. Um, Do you think he'll go back to his hometown, Philly, and somehow we could get Ben Simmons to Toronto? Honestly, like, the thing is, like, I, I, honestly, I still think Ben Simmons, like, you know, I don't think he's completely screwed. You know what I mean? I know people are saying, like, this playoffs kind of exposed him, uh, which is, you know, it definitely showed his weaknesses. I, I think he'll bounce back. I just think this is the first time Ben Simmons has been, like, truly tested in the NBA stage, at least in the recent years. So I think he'll yeah. bounce back. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just think Ben Simmons for Lowry. I guess Lowry's, like, you know, if Lowry's on, like, a four-year contract, then sure, right? But I think Lowry's probably going to be signing, like, a two- or three-year and also, he's at like the wrong opposite side of thirty, right? So yeah, um, I don't think the Sixers would give up their one of their best assets for that. But that doesn't take any take anything away from Lowry, though. And honestly, I kind of want Ben Simmons on his team, especially if we uh, draft Mister Scotty Barnes. Yeah, but, well, I, th- I thought you were saying um, um, we we weren't getting him. We're getting. Um, that's what I thought. That's what I thought too. But all this uh, draft Fugazi on Twitter is that uh, make me start changing my mind. I thought I thought it was pretty much Jalen Suggs, and that's pretty much final. But yeah, I don't know. This guy's moving up like the rankings like pretty fast. Like um, his measurements are like pretty insane. Like he's six seven without shoes, which is you know kind of average. But his wingspan's like seven three, and mm-hmm. he has pretty good uh, playmaking for his size. And the thing that's really like troubling me, and what I don't know like how to feel about, is like the shooting because the shooting is like not not there at the moment. And it is something you can say, like, oh, you know, we can just develop it. But um, it's also about, like, shot tendencies and, like, getting to your spots, too, right? That's not all about shooting, right? That's just catch and shooting. Catch and shoot, right? That's what, where, like, you know, you just get the percentages up and you're good. But, you know, can he become, like, that kind of player? And I kind of lean 
was no, maybe he proves me wrong. So I'll gladly accept if you know, no matter where he goes, because he seems like a cool guy. But um, yeah, that's what I'm kind of unsure about. Maybe he's just. I do notice one thing on NBA Twitter and like NBA news sources. Like once they kind of run out run out of ideas on what to talk about, they kind of just go on like extremely unlikely scenarios. Like you know, like the Raptors getting Cade or uh, trading for Beal. So it's easy to get stuck in that. And I don't blame them because they have a job, right? <laughs> yeah. If you post like an article every day, eventually got. And some of the stuff isn't impossible, right? I mean, you said like the Raptors getting a lottery pick is impossible, and it happened, right? So, but. I think it's like Scotty Barnes is kind of making a case. I still think most likely it'll probably be Suggs, but I think the, the gap is kind of narrowing a little bit. Yeah, true, true. I guess like the only thing I don't understand about the draft is like, so like, so Jalen Green and Suggs finished like all their games in like late March or early April, like about a month or two ago, right? As Suggs was like ranked ahead of Green. And literally, like, nothing changed. And somehow, Green's, like, two spots ahead of Suggs now. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I guess, like, people, I guess people just saw in the playoffs, like, oh, that shot creation thing is, like, so important. But honestly, I'm pretty happy that any one of the prospects. I think Kuminga, I'll just give him some time. But um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with anyone. Like, I've been keeping up with the draft stuff for a while now. So I'm pretty familiar with the top, like, 10 or 9-ish players. So, yeah, I just, just got to wait until, I think, July 29, I think. But... Yeah, do you, has any of your uh, opinions changed on the draft, or you kind of not, just not really? Like, um, I don't know. Like, no one played any games or anything since. Um, and and I don't really have access to like draft combine or like their visits and all that data. So not not nothing really. Just yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, how is someone stock rising? You know, if nobody really knows what's happening except the draft combine. But I guess that's just the draft for you because Patrick Williams stock rose in a pretty familiar fashion too. And they're both six men at Florida State University. But yeah. um, <laughs> that's a rapid decision to make. So, yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty quick. We definitely get the draft stuff under 10 minutes. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess now we can yeah, talk right? about. Um, some games because I, I know you're a pretty big gamer like I haven't really talked haven't really talked about your gaming stuff on the pod yeah, I yet like, I feel like I don't want to be a particularly big gamer but when it comes to like these games I kind of play mindlessly and talk or you know um do podcasts and stuff and yeah I guess in that case I'm uh I'm pretty big on the casual games so you can call that a gamer yeah nice so yeah. so what games are you playing like if you, if you want like a days. rundown, so there's a lot of subway servers as you probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there is um, I play a lot of Sonic. Oh, uh, damn. Sonic, what, what kind of Sonic? Uh, Sonic Mania is free on Epic Games like last week. Oh, um, I, I had I had it on Switch, but I don't have a Switch with me right now. But I'm also trying to get those new Pokemon games when they come out, like the remakes. Yeah, and. My Call of Duty love is kind of dying, unfortunately. Uh, I just feel like it's the same thing <laughs> every year. It's like literally become even more same, which I didn't even know was possible. But uh, yeah, so that's unfortunate. But um, yeah, just like a lot of like um, platformer types, to be honest. I feel like everything else is a little too hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, I guess. Also 2K. Yeah. Oh, damn. 2K. Like like my career or is it just like online? Um, 
I like playing the. What I have the most fun is like The Sims. Oh. It's like simulation, simulating like the draft and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell I really like the draft. Honestly, like I'm, it's kind of concerning this. Like I might just like keep up the draft next year, even if the Raptors aren't in it, because I kind of enjoyed it. It's like, kind of fun, to, like check up all the prospects and you know try to guess where they are and see how close you are. But uh, anyway, yeah. that's like a different topic. But um, yeah, like a lot of Sims, you know, like seeing how far you can get a team. Might make a YouTube video on that. Um, YouTube video is gonna be like some, you know, some amazing, like completely unrealistic stuff. But yeah, that's the fun of the Sims, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess some final thing. Actually, I, I, oh, sorry. Actually, like, how how much uh, time do you have? We, I think we've been talking for like twenty ish minutes, right? Yeah. Actually, I got a question for you. Actually. Sure. So two two questions, right? Um. So I, I remember your Lakers Lonzo shirt. So. There's two questions related to that. Um, sure. Not this shirt, but like Lakers and Lonzo. In general, Lonzo, right? Uh, what teams do you think should go after him? Damn. I think the Pelicans, like, he already has the chemistry with Zion and other players there. So I think, yeah, Pelicans would, would be fine sticking with Lonzo for now until they could get like a superstar or star point guard. It's pretty hard these days. Yeah, and also Lonzo's like a very good point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know any other team that could like actually use him though. I was thinking, I was thinking the Bulls or the Mavericks, um, because if the because the, since the Lonzo's a good shooter now, um, him and Luca can kind of share the playmaking. Oh. So Luca doesn't like, gas out in the playoffs. But that's like only if you can't get like DeRozan and stuff. I don't think DeRozan inside Luca is like an amazing fit. But if you can get Lonzo for like twenty ish million, I know you have to over, you're gonna have to overpay because it's just how it is. If you're snagging like a research free agent, but um, in that case, then you know Luca might not have to get tired every fourth quarter, right? So that might, that might be pretty good. And also, I think the Bulls should go after him too because they have like all these stars. Um, they don't have playmaking, so Lonzo can help a lot with that. And they, they, they don't have to worry about Lonzo's uh, you know, making tough shots and stuff like that because they have Zach Levine for that. So Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but um, don't they have Kobe White on the Bulls? Yeah, Kobe White's more of a scoring guard, though, and he's um, like he's good and all, but I just think Lonzo's playmaking is like like a tier above Kobe White. Yeah, Kobe White probably scores better, but um, I, I think the Bulls need more defense and playmaking more than they need more scoring. Oh, okay. But yeah, but yeah so. it's like uh, yeah. So it's a pretty tough decision. And I guess the other question is about the Lakers. Uh, what do you do for the Lakers in the offseason? season? Uh, maybe start try to sign Demar. Uh, I'm not really too sure. Um, it's, it's like maybe get shooters. Like trade away some trade role players for better role players or something like that. So, I'm not too sure. Yeah, like the problem with LA is like since Anthony Davis, like, you know, got that extension or whatever. Um, they're they're like right over the cap, I think. So they have like no cap space. So they pretty much have to like pay Shooter, and like you know, if they want someone like Demar, they're gonna have to pray that they will be willing to take short Shooter back, right? So. Right. Pretty tough decision to make, and honestly, like, I don't know. I feel like I like LeBron and stuff, but uh, 
think the Lakers are also going to have a pretty tough offseason. I think a lot of teams are going to have a tough offseason. I think the easiest offseason is probably like I can't even I can't even name a team off off my head. Probably like the Bucks and like the Suns, and even the Suns they have to worry about signing back Chris Paul. So it's probably just it's probably just honestly it's probably just like us, the Suns, and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess yeah, because every other team has a big decision to make. Whether like the Jared Allen's extension, uh, getting someone to put beside Luca Zion. Um, I guess the Kings probably have an easy offseason because usually don't do anything. But um, yeah, so it's pretty tough offseasons this year. It's pretty exciting because last year it's uh, pretty like straightforward what to do. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah, I guess some um, we could find. You talked about Pokemon earlier. Like, do you, do you want to name your oh, I yeah, guess yeah, top yeah, honestly, five Pokemon? Like if we have like ten to fifteen minutes left, which I think we do, probably closer to ten. I'm down to go to like a Pokemon uh monologue for a bit, but a top five Pokemon, the Rayquaza's gotta be up there. Um, you know, first letters are the same Roji Rayquaza, so mm-hmm. that's always been a favorite. I like uh, I like Jirachi. Yeah, you can tell there's a lot of women in here. Um I like Jirachi. Uh, those are probably my top two. Um, I don't know. I, I always like Vitini, even though I never played the Universe games. I watch gameplay of it, mm. but I always thought Vitini is like a very cool concept. Yeah, you can tell there's a lot of legendaries. Um, I think probably a non-legendary would probably be there. Is like uh, <clears throat> I'm debating between Grovile or uh, Torterra. Uh, I guess Grovile is probably three. You could put Flygon four, and I guess five. No idea. Maybe like Frostlass, but that's straight up in there. But yeah, my top four is Rikuaza, Jiraji, uh, Flygon, and Grovile. You can tell yeah. a lot, I like a lot of green. You can tell green yeah. is your color. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess like um, is like is Gen three your favorite Gen out of all of them? Like, I think Gen four is my favorite Gen in gameplay. Like, if you look at everything at a whole. If you average like gameplay in Pokemon, I think Gen Four is my favorite. But strictly like of the best Pokemon, which are the best, I think Gen Three is what what I have to go with. I think like their highs are higher, but the lows are lower. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. So kind of like Gen Five. Gen Three is like Gen Five. In that's in the highs are high and the lows are lower. Oh right, I see. Because like Gen Five is some of the best. Designs in all of Pokemon also had some of the worst designs in all of Pokemon. Right. I think it took a lot more risk to that generation. But how about you? Yeah. Um. I guess my favorites probably like uh, Gen Four, Gen Five, one of those. Then followed by I guess Gen Three, Gen oh, Two. Right. Um. And don't really care too much for the later gens like Gen Six and Gen Seven. I think that, I think starting like Gen Seven onwards. I think these. To change your design philosophy a bit, like Pokemon, I just I can't put my finger on it, but the designs just feel different. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you could, if you look at Gen Five compared to any other Gen, like you could tell, like, especially with the graphics and the sprites, you can kind of tell when the, what Pokemon's a Gen Five Pokemon, what one's like a Gen other Pokemon, right? I feel like starting with Gen Seven and onward, they kind of had this own philosophy that I'm not like as high on. But um. Yeah, also, I forgot when I was renaming my top five, I forgot I put Victini up there, but there's so many good Pokemon designs. Like, honestly, I only, I only really had one, 
I answered the questions of Rikwaz and Jirachi, but it's always fun to talk about right. Pokemon. But have you ever done yeah. a Buzz Talk before? No, not really. Uh, it's it's too it's too hard to, to like re- release stuff and just basically grinding and over leveling until then. Yeah, that's like one of my complaints about Pokemon. To be honest, it's like it's a great game, but I feel like grinding like, it's not a fun thing to do, right? Like if I'm grinding, like yeah, I'm gonna like pull out my homework and start doing that, right? But um, mm-hmm. I I guess that's why they kind of put the experience share in the later games just to kind of avoid that. But yeah. I feel like Pokemon is like yeah, the the formula is kind of like showing, right? So I think they're trying to add more stuff onto it. We'll see with these next couple of games, which I think they are trying different stuff, right? With like the RCS game mm-hmm. and like even the graphics and stuff looking different. So I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh have you done those locks? Uh, yeah, I did one. Uh it's like an emerald that I randomized everything. And the first gym leader had a Mewtwo so that was cool um I, I did survive though I did survive though uh Mewtwo only knows like Swift at that level I think Swift and Barrier so I was pretty good but nice. <laughs> uh yeah I remember just if you want some highlights from it uh uh I know um I had like a like a I think a Shaogun that was really close to evolving and had an Alakazam mm-hmm. and like the Metagross he's explosion and killed both Nice. <laughs> this is a double battle. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, bro. And this is in Victory Road too, right? Yeah. I, I don't remember if it's like Shogun, but it's like a pseudo legend that I had it. And then Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Like one of the two, something, right? It's something good. But um, yeah, and I was so teased. I was like, bro. And then I, I regrinded because I was like, I've already went this far. I may as well just finish it properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened is I, I pulled up to Elite Four and they have freaking Plusles and like Yan Megas. Right, and I'm like, I'm chilling, or Yanmas. I'm like, yo, I'm chilling, right? And like, I think the best Pokemon is like a Wall Rain. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I think it could just could just not grinded. I would have been fine, but yeah, that's like one of the reasons. Like, I, like, I used to watch like, a lot of Nuzlocks, but like, kind of gets a little stale after a while, just because like it's only really exciting when like something happens, right? Like a death of a Pokemon, or like you know someone's in a tough situation or capturing a cool Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. Um, I guess overall, like, I guess, um, are you, like, what game are you going to get next? Um, I don't know. I think we're getting a new Sonic game, but I heard that it's not that great. So, should I open up Steam? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me think. Yeah, probably Pokemon when that comes out. It's like two, three months away. And the new card, I'll think about it. I'm leaning towards no, but I'm thinking about it. Mm. Nice. Yeah, um, so I guess this should be it for this episode of the Zesty Zoe Pod. Uh, thanks, Roji, for coming on once again, talking no about problem, I guess, no games and NBA as usual. It's nice to have you chat again. So, yeah. Yeah, Zesty. Yeah, stay zesty, everyone.